Hey guys, it's Aubrey and Haley, and you're listening to Make Waves. Swimming through the sea with only half a lung like me. Problems come so easily every day. Making waves so fast, who knows how long we will last. Now let's dive into our past. We're making waves. Let's talk, talk, talk. So, Aubrey, how are you feeling about today's episode? This is one that I really look forward to doing, surprisingly. Yeah, me too. I feel like I'm finally confident enough to get this weight off my shoulders and tell the world. <laughs> it's going to be hard. It is. It's really scary. It is. Um, we thought this would be like one of the fifth or sixth podcasts we do. We I didn't know. think we'd start here, but this feels right. So we're rolling feels with it. It's good. It is a touchy subject because I am a professional person, but I do want to use these experiences to shed light on toxic coworkers, toxic people. Same thing, we're speaking our truth. Yes. Um, so other people can learn from it. I do want my clients to know if they're listening that salon drama has never came between me and my ability to do my job. If you've ever sat in my chair, you and your hair have been my number one priority. Definitely. Um, I am human, I do have feelings, and that's the person I wanna share with you today, mm -hmm. so. Today we're basically gonna be exposing a manipulative, abusive, Ex-co-worker. She affected me and Aubrey both a lot. Me and Aubrey went to cosmetology school together. We mentioned. Yeah. And we came straight out of school. We both went straight to work at one salon. And that Yes. Aubrey worked there for about a year before me. Mm -hmm. So how was that first year without me? I can't imagine. <laughs> I think we need to say that we've decided to name our two characters in the story. Oh, yes. Dorothy and Blanche. Yep. And that sounds really silly, but it's something that... So we'll Start reference them along the way. So Dorothy was the owner of the salon, and she had owned the salon for a while. Now these two women go way back. Yes. <laughs> they go way back. Can you can tell them. their story? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. Blanche. Yes, Blanche owned a salon years ago. Me and Aubrey and are I mean children. The salon. Oh yeah. The the rage of two thousands. It was the salon we would all aspire to work at. <laughs> yes. And then uh, Dorothy went off and opened her own salon after working for Blanche for what? I don't know, years. five years? A long and time. And they're best, best friends. friends. And goes behind her back. Open Yes. <laughs> We're speaking our truth. I know. If you don't like it, click off right now. Right now. Because if you think this is heavy, just you like, should stop listening. Oh yeah. But what happened to us was heavy and we're ready to not only acknowledge it, but just speak our yeah. truth. Yeah. This is therapeutic for us. We need this. That so. was the whole point of the podcast. We want it yes. to be, it's like our diary. You're listening to our diary right you now. <laughs> <laughs> so the first year of the salon was actually phenomenal. It's probably one of the best years of my life. I was the prize girl in the salon because Absolutely I was the youngest. Are. I was doing all the shit work, the grunt work and loving every minute of it. I was my, they held my hand, they showed me what color to use, how to hold my scissors, literally, like down to the very detail. And that was something that was priceless to me. I put these women on a pedestal because not only were they successful, busy, talented hairdressers, they had a friendship and a family. And that is what I saw. And that's what I clung to. So when you showed up, I was uh -huh. like, yes, my best friend. <laughs> I'm going to have someone my age. Yes. And that I can totally buy. Like we can hang out outside of work. Yeah. And I can work with these awesome cool women who know what the hell they're doing. Right before I started, I feel like the business side had yeah. just started to go downhill. She was having a really hard time keeping girls. All the girls that were starting were right out of school, just like me. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really know what we were doing. Like no. we weren't trained. They did their <sighs> 
some of them tried, and I think you and our other friend Yesenia and Blanche mm-hmm. also really did your best, but Dorothy was the business owner, right. and she hired us, mm-hmm. and she did not do everything she could to make sure we knew what we were doing. So people were coming into the salon and not getting the best haircut they could mm-hmm. have gotten. And I feel like the salon was starting to get a kind of a bad reputation at that point. I see that. When you came, five other new people came. Yes. So it wasn't like you were just the new girl who didn't know what she was doing. There was a handful of them. And Dorothy put that responsibility on me, Blanche, and Yesenia, who that's her true name. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> she put that responsibility on us and was like expecting it to be a passing of the torch. And it was more like, you own the shop, you collect the booth rent. Why in the world would Blanche need to be here until 930 trying to make sure that I finish a color correctly exactly like that and that put a lot of pressure on me because i just felt so guilty about having y'all help me mm-hmm. but it's because the person who hired me never did mm-hmm. that when you were hired it was it doesn't matter if you have skills color everyone straight out of school which is true yes doesn't know what they're doing but this is the salon that builds each other up we support each other we teach each other skills don't worry if you have color you can use mine yes they preface the whole situation with we're going to help you through everything. You can borrow all our stuff. And they did let me borrow yes, everything. everything. But I think that is the thing that sucks you in. And you're mm-hmm. like, these ladies let me use all their stuff. And yeah, I, I owe them so much. Back then, at so the much. time, I, I thought all those things. I never thought any of the negative. But me now too. looking back on it, I would say that those things are a little bit more calculated. At that specific salon, there was no one hired that wasn't under 18 years old. Uh-huh. And I can't, I mean, you know, I can't read mine. So I can't say that was planned. But when you're that manipulative, you don't attract strong women. You attract meek, mild teenagers who need that crutch, who need to look at someone and say, tell me what to do right now. These women have also done hair in our town for 20 plus years. And they've worked with every other hairdresser. And There's so many stories. Everybody has a story about specifically Dorothy, who was the salon owner. So Mm -hmm. many people worked for her. And And it feels negative for us to say that or feels like we're gossiping or talking bad. But the point of view me and Haley are using is, I would say, the victim. And we are telling a story about someone that we would consider being an abuser. Manipulative. Someone that had a really big impact on us in the most important days of our lives. And that's why it seems so dramatic. And with them listening to this, they're going to be like, are you kidding me? Yeah. How could they get this? How could they say these things about me? This is what happened. It is. All we're saying is the truth. Yes. And I don't think that they could deny that. I want to say as many positive things as possible, but it's unfortunate that the way the situation ended, there isn't a lot of positive looking back on it. Yeah. There's even less. Yeah. So... We did meet some really cool people. I feel like we spent time with people that were different and cool. And And it honestly made us so much closer. Like We really Mm. owe a lot of our friendship to them, Including our friendship with Yesenia. Because Yesenia has all... She worked at the Cool Hip Salon that Blanche owned back in the day. She started at a brand new 18 years old. Yeah. I don't speak on her behalf, but looking at the situations, they're very comparable. She was cool and hip and had all the style and trends. And she took us under her wing, but also treated us like a friend. Yes. And she is older than us, but she's always treated us as equals. Mm-hmm. And like, but anybody over the age of 22 who meets an 18 year old. And treats them with respect. Yeah. Better yet, becomes a friend. I feel like it's a big cross between like a big sister and 
a motherly figure. Yesenia is someone who I could go to if I needed help on a color or also if I was having boy drama. Uh -huh. Like the same exact person. And I think that's really awesome. She's set a lot of goals for me to look up to just Absolutely. in general. Absolutely. She is just mm -hmm. goals overall. Fabulous mother. Fabulous hairdresser. Fabulous wife. Yeah, she's Even better fabulous. Friend. Yeah. But that's a perfect word to describe yes. her. Classy. Fabulous. <laughs> she's probably wearing pink lipstick right now. And she's the strongest person I know because she worked for these women yes. for years. I know. And never said a word. No, never complained. And the thing is, this is what we, the conclusion we come, there's always a Dorothy, there's always a Blanche. Yes. There's, there's always someone that is the mean girl in yeah. the job group. There's always someone who's trying to be toxic or manipulative, but this isn't that. I don't think it's that, deeper than mm -hmm. that. Our our last story was fun. It was. Everyone's yes, been through it. Exactly. This I feel like is something that's a little bit more rare. We could do it topical. Yeah. We could tell half the story and we could tell it cute and flirty and oh, we hope the best for yeah. them in the end. Or we could get real. Uh-huh. And we can tell you about how this our affected our mental health on mm -hmm. a daily basis and how it pushed us to be the people we are, how it bonded our friendship, yes. how we found ourselves through being in a manipulative, toxic relationship mm -hmm. with adults. Yep. So I'm ready to be real. There is no point of doing this for me if I can't tell the whole truth. And I think it may hurt feelings. It may piss people off, but that's where we're at. When we first started there, we absolutely kind of adored them. Like, I, I, I really had so much, like, respect and, like, admiration for them. Mm -hmm. And it's the slow things over time that just rub you the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Like, the little comment didn't feel right. The little, yeah. It's... But during those times, it was kind of like, we're family, though. Yes. Like, yeah, that was tacky. And that was what Dorothy would always say. Like, mm -hmm. that was kind of, that's kind of her motto for life. It is, is. I can say whatever I want, but I love you. And I'm blunt. I'm just an honest person. Yeah. So when I come to work and I'm wearing a tank top and you're like, you look really skinny today. Are you okay? You look really, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a good thing. You look really skinny. Oh and I gosh. just wince. Jealousy. And little comments like that, like, but it's okay. Like you're fine, but it's fine. Yeah. But I was just kidding. And I never had the guts to say, wow, that was really tacky. That hurt my feelings. I, I didn't even know how to respond because I was so young. And I felt like, oh, wow, I look skinny. I should put a cardigan on and maybe people won't think I look that skinny. That's right where my mind went. I never thought, oh, that was mean. <laughs> you owe me an yeah. apology. And she did. She took advantage of us so many times. There was one day, she basically had me do half a color and gave me $20 from it. Uh -huh. I mean, there were so many things. Like, I know I was learning, but I still paid booth rent every week. Mm -hmm. And another thing that proved that her business was going to the ground is... There would be like one walk-in a day, maybe. Mm -hmm. And there's three girls who only work off of walk-ins. I wasn't making any money. I was borrowing money from my boyfriend and my parents to pay booth rent every single week. But it was always like, it'll get better. And yes. it's not the salon owner's fault. It is not like, if you have a slow salon, you know, slow seasons, you know, people yeah, are coming in as happen. much. But when it's slowing down over time because your quality of services is dwindling yes that is your fault and i'm sitting there watching girls do horrible haircuts mm -hmm. knowing this person is never going to come back mm -hmm. and looking around and no one's there to be found exactly and you have to go stop blanche from doing her 
15 clients a day and yes. say, is there any way you can help me? And she has to stop because, what she's doing and help you Yeah, because, because there's Dorothy no one sitting there. Can't I'm not spend... sure she's anywhere to be found. She's getting her nails done. <laughs> oh, for That's sure. That's where she's yeah. at. And she's like, let Blanche deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Like, it's no question. And I think that that did cause a lot of riffraff in their relationship. We yeah. won't speak on their personal relationships. Loyalty through and through, no matter oh, how bad they shit on each other. I don't know if you've ever told me about the day Dorothy asked you to buy the salon. We had been talking, me and you, yes. Summer and Yesenia, all kind of, Summer and Yesenia shared a room. Summer, our friend, you've heard about in our other podcast. She yeah. worked with us for a short period of time, but it was the period of time that we were like ready to riot. We were like, the, all these things are fucked up and we want to start our own salon. Yes. What I noticed when I'm talking with Yesenia is we were closing the door. We were whispering. We were hanging out behind the salon doors. We were kind of making plans. And I think that Dorothy noticed. I 1 million percent She agreed. would burst in the door and say, why is this door closed? What are you talking about? Because we weren't allowed to be friends. I know. We were not. If it seemed like there was an ally between me and Yesenia, that was a no-no. Yeah. Because the last thing she needed was us. And she would have said, people in salons group together and they gang up on each other, uh -huh. which is a fact. But at the same time, why? Exactly. Why in all the salons that you were in was that happening? And we tried so hard to be friends with them. Yeah. We did everything in our power to be nice to them. I truly feel that way. And we just couldn't take the negativity anymore. No. So obviously we, we want to shut the door. We want to get away from you. We yes. want to have our alone time. And she really also, did not like that. We, we were becoming friends. We are 18 years old. We're talking about boys and yes. drama and gossip and what he said, she said the weekend before. That's what we most don't of it want was. to get down with the Golden Girls all the time. I'm sorry, no. like, and that is what it was. Is that that age barrier? And I think it made her feel old and like a loser. And that's not what we were trying to do. No. If anything, we felt the opposite about them. We worshipped them, For but sure. that doesn't take away the age gap. It doesn't make us any less friends. No. Also, we knew it. You came to Spike because I worked there. We were yes. already friends. You it's were not like yeah. she introduced us. No. Yes, the salon itself has credit for our relationship, but we knew each other. So yeah, we did. You were asking the day that I got proposed about the yeah. salon. It was right after that where she had burst in the door and said, why is the store closed? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. We were like, oh gosh, we need to stop doing that. Well, we don't. We pay for that booth. And if we want to shut that door. <laughs> we're, we're adults. And yes. she's acting like her mom. Don't shut this door. Okay. okay. <laughs> and at the time we were like, wow, I can't, we shouldn't have shut the door. What the fuck? I should have stomped out of that dorm and like, tell me something, pack my stuff and leave. Um, so she asked me to dinner. Don't tell anyone. I have to propose you an idea, like blah, blah, blah. I knew in my heart what it was. I literally called it. I, was like, I can't believe you is. knew what it was. I never would have guessed. I was so new. The thing, I had no idea. Yeah. The main thing that she kept saying was don't tell, don't tell, don't tell. And I know that sounds like a silly detail, but looking back on it now, it was her whole basis for the sell because she was saying, I will sell you this salon. Mm -hmm. You can take over it. You can make all the rules, all the changes, hire, fire, full responsibility of not only the bills, but the fun part. And you can take over a fully functioning name already out there salon. And in my mind, it just sounded like, what was the question? Yeah. Of course I'm doing this. Owning a salon was a dream that I had had from the very beginning. And if I could take over a salon that was already established mm -hmm. with women I loved and cared about and make it better for all of us and fix all the little problems like 
the manipulation and the bullying and say, hey, you know, that's fucked up and we're not going to act like that anymore. Yeah. When she said all those things to me, I saw that being a possibility. And I 100% would have thought the exact same thing when you told me. I was like, this is the best day of our lives. Our lives are changing. That was the turning point. But she said I couldn't tell. So it was a secret. So we get the ball rolling Uh and it's like we're trying to change our names on stuff at night or on Mondays. And I think this was in the span of like four days. I don't think it was long at all. Sure was long time for me because I'm not allowed (laughs) to tell you, Yesenia, Summer, anyone other than my husband. And I don't know why I didn't. I I don't know why I thought it had to be a secret. I just said did what she said. And I thought if I tell and I blow this and ruin this opportunity for myself, it's not worth it. I should just roll with what she's saying, keep her happy. Because the whole time I thought that I could one-up her in the end. Yeah. I was like, I'll just play her game. I, I didn't think that I was being that foolish. I, I know. thought. And in theory, it is something you could have done. And I think it's something you could do today. I just don't think at 19 you were ready for that. No. And I think that she wanted none of the responsibility and money problems and all of the control. And yes. she knew if she put a puppet in her place, There is no way the salon would have worked with Dorothy working in it. So the first step for you would have had to have been firing her. And that was never going to happen at that time in that situation. It wasn't. And I wish that I would have had that common sense. This is my story. I don't know. This is how we got here. And And we haven't even got there yet. No, (laughs) but I I feel like, oh, hush. Like you, you're fine. It wasn't that big of a deal. Well, just wait. But it was. Yeah. (laughs) It, It has always felt like I don't have a right to tell my side because it may hurt her. Uh-huh. I feel like that's where she got me. It was like, it was always a sob story. Like, turn it back around. I'm like, well, I did this and this and that, you know. Yeah. Turn it back around and make herself the victim. Mm-hmm. But the day that she decided to tell y'all. Yeah, that was a terrifying day for me. <laughs> I just went home minding my own business. It's still a secret. And we get a group text like, get get to the salon right now. We all rush up there. I can't believe you didn't even know about it. That I is insane to me. I didn't know about it. And I remember being like, man, I'm wearing my pajamas. Should I just put back on my work clothes? Like, that's how unprepared I was. And wow. I'm supposed to deliver a speech to all of you saying that I'm going to be this new great leader. She knew catching me off guard like that, I would be flustered. Oh, I would be... looking back you're so right yes and I didn't even know that was happening it's just insane to look back there's a quote that I feel like describes the situation and it's if you wanted me to talk about you nicer you should have been nicer to me so (laughs) I agree yeah I keep like wanting to back down from saying something that could be hurtful but you were hurtful yeah and I don't think that whatever I did to you at the time was relevant because I was a child I was 18 years old and you were a 50 year old woman who looked at me and saw me as prey instead of an equal. After Aubrey bought the salon, we found out that Dorothy hated owning it. She hated everything about it from the day Aubrey owned it. Anything that went bad was on Aubrey. Mm -hmm. It was Aubrey's problem and she couldn't wait to get those words out of her mouth. That was her favorite thing. She thrived off of saying it's Aubrey's problem. I think she literally would be known for saying, oh, I'm not the owner anymore. Ask the new owner. And calling me an owner seemed like a joke. Like yeah. it was kind of used as a dig. Like yeah. I wasn't actually the owner, but I was uh-huh. legally. I feel like later on we realized she never took you seriously as the owner and she mm-hmm. never thought of it as being your salon. In her mind, she got to say, Aubrey has to pay for that. Mm-hmm. And I still get to boss everybody around. Including Aubrey and all yes. the girls that work there. Uh-huh. I feel like it went from being, oh, I'm not the owner anymore. The day she sold it to 
the water heater went out the week I owned it and it was a disaster. It it was not working and I was devastated. I was just like, oh, what did I do to myself <laughs> yeah. financially? How can I afford a plumber better? Which it's I think worst case scenario. It is worst you case scenario. You buy a business and something and goes so wrong. And so you saying, sorry, girl, shoulder shrug and running off to lunch for two hours and then coming back and are like, the water heater's not fixed? Seriously? <laughs> wow. Like, I'm 18. I'm trembling because and I don't know how I got bought the business mess. because you thought, oh, this mentor of mine is going to show Help me how to me. run a business. Yes. My two mentors who both owned salons before. And like, the water heater goes out and Blanche is like, oh my goodness, what can I do to help you? She never called the plumber in the first place because she didn't own the salon. Yeah. Like she wanted to be my shoulder to cry on, but at the same time, it wasn't her problem when Dorothy owned it. Why should it be her problem when I owned it? Yeah. That the plumber needs to come out in the next 45 minutes because she has a one o'clock and it's 1115. Uh -huh. I mean, I don't want to credit this to like catty hairstylist because this is not what that is. This is no. not the industry. And I this think is any hairstylist who has worked with them can attest to that because we've all worked in a million salons and you know... You have stories about them. Yeah, everybody does. Yeah, plenty of people. That's the part of living in small town. Yes. Oklahoma, you can't get away from the things you do to people. Good, uh -huh. you shouldn't be able to. And if she listens to this, there's no way. Don't text me. Don't. Can I just say, don't text me, don't call me, don't come by my work. And I say that because those are all past experiences that I have had when there's been drama, when there's been a comment made, or I tell someone how I feel about one situation. This no. is closure for Haley and I. And if you don't even want to listen to it, click off. You right don't now. have to. It's still a safe zone. We haven't even went there yet. We haven't even <laughs> went there I yet. Because I have mentioned the snotty comment you made out of the door about the plumber and the water heater situation, but I failed to read the Facebook comment. Oh, thanks. This is a comment from 2017, whenever I bought the salon. You posted... She on? didn't even give Aubrey the decency to oh, announce. Right. Yes. She bought the salon. Dorothy had to post about Aubrey buying the salon. Yeah, of course. And it's on her private page, so it doesn't matter. And okay. I just need to deal with it, blah, blah, blah. And all these excuses that I was like, okay, I'll just make my own post. One of the comments says, oh, thanks. Aubrey McCauley bought the best salon in town because I got her all set up. Five laughing faces. It's still all me, Aubrey. Laughing face. And as... Silly and joking as laughing faces make things. It's a condescending way of you saying to I'm me, still the owner. This is still my business. And I, I need to say that I, like Haley has mentioned before, have a hard time dealing with things anyways. The plumber needing to come out, the water heater breaking is something that would have made me grow thicker skin, sob hysterically. It would have lasted for a week for me before yeah. I got over that. But in the same week, I'm reading those Facebook comments. I can't even tell my friends that I'm buying the salon because she said it has to be a secret. I wish I would have seen already. I know. That turmoil that I was in, I wish I would have seen. I could have walked away right then, you know? You could have, yeah. I could have just said, to hell with this. You're not holding up to your end of the bargain. I feel like I'm being shit on. You also cared about all of us. Yeah. We I really did. were a family. It felt like we were a family. But that was used against me. It was. Every time they thought I was going to you. crack. It was, but remember, we're all a family. We're all in this together. Like they would not walk away and stab me in the back like they did in the end. Yeah. Liars. They are liars. You lied to my face because at 18, you knew I would fucking believe you. So Aubrey buys the salon and decides to open her own location and they use their relationship with her 
against her by getting everything they want. If you want something special, you want the biggest room, you want your booth rent to be this much and it's never gonna be raised. Aubrey did everything they said because she was terrified of losing them. Mostly because I couldn't afford the salon without them. And they salon. reminded you of that every single day. Remember, yeah. You could never do this without me. This business would be nothing without me. I don't think that it was beat around the bush either. I think those words oh, were no. said directly to me. But I, I know they were. I didn't know that there was something wrong with that until this year. I would say I look back on it and the whole entire time I was under their wing, I was being helped with hair. You know, there were so many things I was like, well, but there's still so many positives. I always saw the good parts. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I had a responsibility to fix the Dorothy started. Yeah. <laughs> it never, it didn't start on a positive note. It didn't end on a positive note. If I could go back, I would burn it down with a mat. <laughs> I used to joke about that all the time. Uh -huh. My sister always says a baby in a suit. And that's how you feel, I think, being young and having any position other than the uh -huh. employee. And it never felt right. And then I was like, oh, you're just a baby in a suit. You're just <laughs> too mature for your own good. No, it wasn't like that. No. It did literally feel like if I lit a match and it all burnt down, I'd be like, oh, thank God. Oh my gosh, finally. <laughs> the year you got there and every year after seemed like more digs got deeper yeah. and the comments got heavier. It I turned. think a lot of that had to do with us all becoming friends without them. Like, yes. they felt left out. Like, we were the young girls, and we were tagging up against them. And they took it to heart, really. Mm -hmm. That wasn't what we were doing. No, they took it too seriously. We they were really just did. friends. Mm -hmm. If they really knew, it was mostly just me and you hanging out it's yeah. not like it was everybody except for them what they like, didn't realize they were doing is they were backing us into a corner because they were treating us in a way that we we knew we wanted to vent to someone about it later yeah but we just didn't know how to how to say it without saying oh we're talking bad about them so it was like they left and we were like my feelings got really hurt earlier i feel really shitty because of that conversation that they were having yes we just vent to each other about mm -hmm. all the negative things we felt that day and it would be so much like we would talk for an hour about the, how the clients treated us to how they treated us but it always boiled down to the toxic conversation negative conversation maybe tell a little bit about your reason for why you started to feel like it was one of the things that always just felt so yeah. negative and heavy that i would always want to talk about at the end of the day is all of the political conversation and they had no care in the world of what anybody else thought like one of our co-workers is mexican and they would always talk about trump building the wall and it was around that time around the election. Mm -hmm. Gosh, that's so long ago, huh? I know it is. It's the next election now. That's been yeah. four years ago. Wow. It's unbelievable. We're just now to a level of clarity where we could even have this conversation with each other. Yeah. It's nuts. But anyways. Yeah, they would talk about stuff like that, and I would just sit in my chair all day and be so uncomfortable. I mean, they would literally say things to me like, well, as long as you're not a Democrat, and I'm sitting there, a fucking Democrat, in my head dying. I want to cry because a 50-year-old woman just said that to me. Like, mm -hmm. can you imagine? No. That's a horrible thing to say. I don't even know what that say. means. Yeah. And you don't know what I believe. You don't. You've never cared to ask me or listen. All you want to do is talk about your beliefs and assume everyone around you agrees. But if, they, if you did tell them, they would tell you you're wrong, they stupid, would. ugly loser. I don't think that they would have condoned anything never opposite of what they were. I had the confidence to tell them because I never had the confidence to stand up to them about anything. No. There were so many bullshit things Dorothy would do just over the years. If you stood up to Dorothy, you knew she was leaving and she was taking Blanche with you and that would hurt you, but it would also hurt my business. Yes. And I feel like 
by the time they got to that point, I already owned the salon. So me and you would just talk about it. And I would honestly just say, there's nothing I can do. Like, I know. I'm hurt. I'm stressed. I'm crying every single day. And I really did feel for you so much because we were the same age. Yeah. And I, I couldn't deal with my stress. So no. I can't even imagine what you were going through. Like, and I do appreciate that you never put that on me. It was yeah. always like me and you we would i picked you up for work every day which yes. is really convenient because i could say i know that that conversation yesterday was shitty and i wish i could stop it but i feel like i'm drowning i, I feel like i'm suffocating in a place that is supposed dorothy's literally you're gonna laugh so hard at this her thing was this is my happy place oh my god my happy place and if you mess with my happy place pack your stuff and, and it, it was so bittersweet for us but when they weren't there it was my happy it place was. when it was me and I you know. when we were hanging out my yeah. Yes, I Gosh. loved it. It because was so me much you fun. and Emma spent like the details and we played with decorating yes. and pictures and the social media part of it. And we really thought that was gonna be like our next we thought that was gonna be our this. I our agree. Next I felt like that I thought that was the turning point in my life and now this feels like the turning point in it my does. life. But I think we need well, to I'm go through that together. Gyms. I think we have a lot of chances. Oh. That one was not it. It no. was teaching us a lesson the whole time we never wanted to learn. I don't, I think I could live my whole life without dealing with that. I'm stronger because of it, but I'm glad it's over. Me too. Mostly because we did have each other's backs. You know, we could go to Yesenia and say, did you hear what she said to me earlier? Yeah. I feel like ugly. I feel like I want to go home because my hair looks like this. <laughs> I, she walked up to me when my, I cut my hair really short, whatever year that was. And then when it started to grow out, she walked up to me and was like, yeah, I just really like your hair a little bit longer. Like, I didn't hate it, sure, but it doesn't fit your face shape oh, at all no. to wear your hair short. And my eyes welped up with tears so fast that, like, I didn't have a response. And I think she realized that she hurt me. And she was like, I'm joking. Like, get over it. And I was like, it was so bold of me to cut my hair off in the first yes. place. And every time I look at a picture with my hair short, that's oh. what I see. You know? And I loved your hair short. That I makes know. me and so I someone sad. Insecure and jealous. Take that away from me. But it was that. Was it not constant? It was If so you constant. wore a pair of high-waisted jeans, they're like, mm. Yes. Or short shorts. I don't know if that's the right size of shorts for your body type. I don't know if you can pull off these women shoes. cared so much about the way everybody else yes. looked. Like they were freaking the Queen of Sheba. Yeah. They were not. And we are first to they admit that we leggings. <laughs> the shit out of people. Like whatever. I just feel like it comes down to a point where it's bullying and you're only saying that to me because you wish you were wearing this. Exactly. But now I am going to go home and change at lunch because I feel stupid. I would wear high heels because, and they were like wedges, you know? Uh -huh. But it was 2016 and I felt like a baby in a suit and I wanted to dress myself up to feel older. Of course you did. And it was always, your feet are going to hurt so bad. Your back is going to hurt so bad. I sat all day waiting for clients. They I said that to, to me and pretty. I wore bands. Yeah. <laughs> judging our outfits, judging oh, us yeah. as people. Never. I would never even say Colby's name because I don't want to hear their opinions about him. Oh, no. Neither one of us ever talked about our private lives. No. Not our parents, not our relationships. I think they barely even knew Jaden's name. Like, oh, I think yeah. they barely knew he existed. Uh, or even introduced him to them. Not a single time. You're miserable. I'm miserable. Yesenia is miserable. Every girl I hire is like, why does she talk to me that way? And I'm yes. like, I don't know. But every time I tried to bring it up to her, if I said, hey, you really can't have your kids at the salon. She would say, I was going to pack up all my stuff and leave last night because the girls here are so horrible and I wanted to kill myself. I wish I was exaggerating. <laughs> and I hate to throw suicide around or even use it, but that was used against me so many. You, all you were is a salon owner. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She was not 
indebted to that place. She didn't have to stay there. If she really hated it that much, she would have left. Our contract said She just said wanted that. to say those words to you. Mm-hmm. She wanted to hurt you. She wanted you to feel sorry for her. Well, it worked. I mean, it, I, worked, it worked like a charm. I know. It, she played you like a fiddle. Yep. <laughs> and I look back on that and I was like, wow, dumb ass. I mean, there Aubrey, were more than plenty of signs. Oh, yeah. Aubrey probably hired 10, 15 girls in the span of two years. And every time she'd hire somebody new, I mean, they wouldn't last. The longest was maybe two months tops. Every time girls left, the specific reason were these negative comments Dorothy would make to them. She talks down to everyone around her. If you aren't the perfect hairdresser, you don't get there at You don't wear the right clothes. That was a really big thing. Yes. We need to change your style. We need to give you a new look. No one's going to come to you if you don't fix your hair every day. You can't wear your hair in a ponytail. Wears a hat and leggings. <laughs> every day. Every day. But they can do whatever they want because yeah. they have a client. But if I wear leggings and my ass isn't covered, they're like, wow, leggings are not pants. That isn't yes. fair. That's a double Dorothy, standard because I am 20. Yeah. Dorothy yeah. would not show up for work for a week. Oh, yeah. Come in at 4 p.m. She would miss clients. There were so many times her clients would come in and I'm the only person sitting there and I have to tell them she forgot about you and she's not coming. And I would call her on the phone and I would ask, where are you? Your clients are here. And she'd just be like, oh, I'm out of town. Can I'm not going to be there. You can I just forgot. do them. You're not busy. Just do them. And... Oh my gosh. And then I have to deal with the angry person who is her client and she forgot them. And they don't want me to cut their hair. No. They wanted her. They made their appointment with her. Towards the end, those things got really bad. Like the organization. And those were the things that I would bring up because that was the easiest thing to say, hey, like, you know, this needs to get better. And it would instantly be, well, you didn't sweep the dust bunny behind my door. And I did when I was an owner. No, you didn't. No. You were 10 times worse the owner than me because you didn't give a shit about any of us. Going back to like our disagreements, when her sister was in high school, she was asking her, now her wife, to like a homecoming or prom or what was it? Prom? I, yeah, prom. It was prom. And she was making this really cute rainbow out of a just cardboard. It was super cute, like a promposal, like and all the high school. My schoolers sister do. is like my girl. Like if she's oh, doing yeah. something, she's at the salon. Haley has the creative eye. They're vibing out there, painting this rainbow. It was fun. It was, we, I was having so much fun. The three fun. of us sat outside. That was kind of towards the beginning, too. Of of us still like learning each other and talking yes. and realizing how well we click and i was really vibing with emma it was a fun day there's nothing my sister does that i don't support 110 oh, we're yeah. making a poster it's gonna be the best poster that there is you know i mean we were into it oh yeah we were and we're like finishing our day we're inside and her sister obviously has her little sign with her dorothy walks in and she's like a rainbow (laughs) what did she even say like something like you know about what that means right and my sister is the most sarcastic oh yeah just give them hell type of girl and she's like what (laughs) she would fuck with her she doesn't care but for me it just it rubbed me the wrong way Mm -hmm. it just gave me bad vibes all around like (sighs) you're saying that to someone's face like emma does not have to publicly out herself to my coworkers. no she does not have to say hey just so you know just because this is not that a rainbow rainbow doesn't mean any of us are gay but even the fact that one of us was doesn't matter why do you have to make a comment about it whole moral of that story was i didn't tell her they just couldn't believe you didn't tell me I wouldn't tell you if she was dating a guy. Why would I tell you she's dating a girl? Mind your own damn business. Yeah. And we already 
know how they feel about that. So yeah. nobody wants to open themselves up to negativity, Mm-mm. especially whenever it's your sister. Like that's one of the most important people and in again, your life. There is no, yeah. They, if they would have said that would have been it, that's what I should have done. Yeah. Because if they would have said one bad thing about Emma, those bitches would have been packing their shit that fucking day. Mm, she's I mean, lucky. That, yeah, she is. She's not. I shouldn't have given her that. No. Courtesy. All it would have taken was. I should have had her ass walked out for saying that about the rainbow. Those yeah. little things make me feel like, one, I, I didn't stand for anything. Better yet, I didn't stand up for the things that mattered most, you know? And we were just so intimidated by them. We, we were, were so scared of and them. And Emma's not intimidated by anyone, so no. it's not like she left crying. But we did. Yes. We went home and cried about it that night. We went home and talked about it. Felt shitty and, oh, I should have done better for the people that I actually care about. Yeah. No. Other than the obvious standing up for myself, I don't feel like there's anything that I could have done or you could have done to change the situation. I feel like even if those days we would have said that, it just would have ended sooner. Because I don't think that they're the type of people to be in a relationship that they are not in control of. No. And we could have talked to them till we were blue in the face and they never would have actually listened. No. It would have been, you're done talking, okay, well I think, and that's what it was every time I tried. And I did try. You did. I really did. I remember the conversations, and she would just always cry every mm -hmm. time, just bawl. And I would cry for it for days. Anytime anybody had anything, like a criticism to tell her, she would always just say, I have so much going on in my life. It, It always goes back to her personal life. And I know that whenever you have something going on in your personal life, it's hard and it does affect every part of your life, but that does not give you a reason to treat other people badly and manipulate them. Like, just because you hated your life owning the salon does not mean Aubrey deserved to be manipulated into buying it. No. So you could keep playing this game and torturing the same people you were torturing, living the same exact life with someone else having the responsibility and the negativity. Like, that's... I do feel like they taught me the skills behind my dreams. So, of course, I will credit them to that. I won't wrap it all up and say, oh, I'm owed... Every bit of my talents are owed to them because I work with a badass woman who taught me just as much. And I don't think that that's fair to give anyone credit for one person's skills. So, back to where I asked you, what do you feel like pushed you over the edge? What do you feel like is where you were... Enough is enough. I'm ready to walk away. I can't do this anymore. I would say, like, the start of it was... One day I was at the salon alone and I was doing um, my sister-in-law's hair. Mm-hmm. The salon was really big. It huge. Like, I mean, abnormally big. Yeah. If you were in the back washing hair, you couldn't have heard the front door. You couldn't no. see it. You couldn't hear it. No. I'm there alone. I'm in the back. I'm like shampooing her. It takes forever. Like if you're a hairdresser, you know, mm-hmm. I had to do her toner and everything. So I was back there for a while. And then I walk up front and there's a man sitting up there and he really just startled me because normally I'd be up there all day long with the door unlocked and nobody would ever walk Mm -hmm. in. So the fact that somebody was just sitting up there, I was just immediately like flustered and I have really bad anxiety. So working at a salon was already hard for me. And um, I had like a weird interaction with this man. He'd been sitting there for apparently five minutes and he didn't evidently get up and just walk to the back like a normal person. <laughs> or say What's anything, hello? Yeah. How did he even know I was there? <laughs> <laughs> and so I basically told him I didn't have time to cut his hair and I'm the only person there and I'm sorry, like, I don't know what else to tell you. And now he's pissed because he waited there for, I'm sure, no longer than five minutes and he is still isn't getting a haircut. Yeah. So, so he leaves and then he decides, or his wife, 
posted on Facebook about how they came to Spiked and the hairstylist was rude. It was, and it was a pretty tacky post. It was. Though. It was very much like he, I think she put, he waited for five minutes. Like five minutes was five hours. <laughs> it was such a weird, it was, it was so really weird. strange. And if me as an owner, I was in a wedding, so my phone was off. So when I got back to the car, this whole group message had blown up with this story and but, i was asleep during this entire oh time so no. i never even replied i never read a single message until it was over and yes until the next day so i never even got to like say it was me dorothy screenshotted this sends it in the group chat like she's then, the boss in the first place yes like that's it, what we do i would never as a professional business owner screenshot a review and send it to the group message no and How she was basically trying to like tattle like say mm -hmm. Aubrey look see this and then one of our co-workers who is my friend started kind of like defending me without even knowing she was yes she was just saying like five minutes seriously yes like a normal person would like we always do for mm -hmm. each other we always st stand by each other because if I had to respond to that review as an owner, I would say, I'm sorry you had to wait five minutes. If you're the kind of person who's that impatient to get a haircut, then you're at the wrong salon. Yeah. Because I don't want Book somebody an appointment. like, definitely, you know, I would have worded it correctly. But at the end of the day, if you're that That's tacky, what, don't yeah. come back. Yeah. Thanks. So, yeah, Summer, she starts responding, defending me. Uh, her and Dorothy just get into this back and forth argument. And I, I am texting Dorothy saying, please stop stop now and summer just saying like don't reply don't say anything like i need to take a beat and figure out how i want to handle this yes and right now i was my blood was boiling i was sitting out in the car in the middle of this wedding that i'm at i had to go out to the car and deal with this and nobody at the time even knows that it was I me i still didn't know it was you yeah because i wasn't at the salon i had no idea i just assumed it was summer because she was defending but that's just summer She's always going to defend. Yeah. I feel like if your family, if your friends, if you're who you say you are, that's what she would have done anyways. Yes. That's the courtesy she would have expected if the review was about her. It just as easily could have been. Or about anybody else. Like, mm -hmm. if she would have known it was about her other friend or the, yes. any other girl that worked there. Because they always had each other's back, just yes. not ours. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I wake up the next day and I'm just, like, freaking out and I, like, call Aubrey and I'm like, that was me. Oh, He's talking still. about yeah. me. <laughs> And yeah, we talk about it like we should have from the beginning. It should have been between me and Aubrey, the owner of the business and nobody else in the group chat. I felt like after that, I just really had a bad feeling about her because mm -hmm. all those negative comments she was saying in the group message were about me. Mm -hmm. She didn't know they were, but they were. It didn't matter. She didn't care. And they were very much like, you should have been paying attention. This is ridiculous. This is not how I would ran my salon. Like horrible horrible things yeah from that's whenever i felt like i started to not be able to make myself go anymore because the thought of being around that was just too much for me and i will say like i respond to her okay i'm texting her like you need to stop this is not how i want to handle this situation and i'm the owner really trying to say do not reply and then i get a tacky message in the group saying aubrey's telling me to stop so <laughs> i can't say anything else but i want you to know like don't think if you're listening to this that I didn't try, but it was always just shut up. You're 19. Don't tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. I'm pissed. And this is how I'm handling it. And I was like, okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, all now you can do is ask Now it's stop. uncomfortable for me to go to work. Yeah. And that's what it always turned into also is anytime she got in a fight with anybody at the salon, mm -hmm. it was always Aubrey's problem. Oh, yeah. 
Aubrey needed to deal with them. Aubrey needed to talk to them. They were in the wrong. And there is no me saying, hey, what you said in that group message was really tacky. Then I'm going to kill myself. It's because of my childhood. I had a really hard time growing up. And I was just like, how do we get here? I don't know how to respond to someone threatening those things to me. I barely know how to have this conversation. I don't know how to have this conversation. You would make easy for me when I bought the salon that you would help me through this. This would be the things you would hold my hand and walk me through. And instead, you are standing on the other side, rioting and picketing. Yeah, you're the cause of the problem. You are. And even though that's a small example, I feel like that on top of what you had been dealing with for the past three years was just like, I'm not going back another day. Yeah. Because every day there was a comment and every day you had to be like, okay, I'm going to go in anyways. Yes. Another time, I don't remember where I was. I did something one day, and when I came back to work the next day, I found out that she was furious with me. Oh. Because. (laughs) Big news. I would every once in a while do her clients when she couldn't come in. Like I said, Mm -hmm. she just wouldn't show up or whatever. And she thought that she had told me to do them. I have no memory of this and I'm the kind of person that if you ask me to do something I'm going to Mm -hmm. stress about it I'm gonna put it into my calendar and I'm gonna look at it 10 times like I am just not that kind of person to just oh okay and then not do it like Mm -hmm. so her even saying I did that stressed me out so bad because I just believe her I'm just like maybe I did do that but I knew I didn't because why would someone go so far out of their way to lie because they messed up and they can't admit that they messed up, so it has to be your fault. And then it, She has to have told you. It couldn't have even been, hey, by the way, you forgot to do this for me. It had to have been her going to everyone else and talking to everyone else And at that about point, it. not even me, because now I've been ex for all the other little, like, group texts and fights that we've had, and she knows I've got your back. So yeah. now she's just going to gang everyone against the two of us. Yeah. I mean, her and Try. Blanche. Yeah, because no one else bothered. She started talking, they stopped listening. And from there, I basically just had to sit down and talk to Aubrey and tell her I just couldn't do it anymore. Hair also just wasn't doing it for me. Actually doing hair was causing me so much stress on top of the people we worked with causing me so much stress. I feel like whenever we talked about that, I didn't hear the hair part. Of course, that's just your personal preference. But I heard more of the, these conversations make me sick to my stomach. I feel sad when I leave work I just want to cry and it ruins my nights because I was thinking me too yeah I was thinking I do the exact same thing and I was jealous almost like oh she gets to leave I want to leave <laughs> uh-huh. and if I felt that way that it was time for me to leave oh, too yeah. and shortly after you left uh-huh. what month did you leave do you remember I think I left in January Okay, so it wasn't that shortly after. Uh, yeah, it was several months. Okay. I think it so, was like February. And you know, but, but I decided to sell way earlier. Yeah. I decided to sell. And when I decided to sell the salon, obviously you can't sell the people that work at the salon. <laughs> but I did t- sit down and tell them, you know, this is something I'm doing for my mental health. My sister had left for the military. And so she was in boot camp. And that was a really big thing for me. I felt like I needed to. And in your mind, you were thinking you would do what Dorothy did. Yes, Sell it to someone, the business would stay the same, have the same name, the same employees, you'd still work there. And I wasn't trying to do to someone what Dorothy did to me. I was thinking if someone from an outside perspective could get control of her. Someone who's been in this position before, Mm -hmm. who is older than us, wiser than us. Older than them, would have even been fine. Yes. Someone who doesn't have an 
alliance to them who doesn't feel like they're family so they can boss them around and they can say hey you know this is kind of fucked up you're treating people this way yeah we needed like a team bonding thing like we needed to start from scratch and i thought at the time that that was possible uh-huh. i really thought all right i i failed i tried it's not for me i carried a lot of that weight most of the time i was less thinking about oh all these things have been done to me because at the time i had no idea and more thinking about oh my they're gonna be so disappointed in me they're gonna think i failed everyone's gonna know i would say that they were verbally really supportive of me wanting to sell but it came with all the negative comments and all the things like you know you're never gonna find someone who's gonna please me and just jokes that I knew weren't jokes and things that I was like well if it comes down to it we go our separate ways then we go our separate ways I'm to the point where I can't do this anymore yeah and I think that that really opened Blanche's eyes I think when I said that and I kind of confided in her about the things that have been done directly by Dorothy she was like shit have I been doing things to you and I think she was just more like the yeah girl like she just kind of I would say played both sides and Mm -hmm. she always had Dorothy's back because they went they had so much history that I did come second yeah, and I agree. I see why, but that didn't make it any easier to not clump her in that same basket as Dorothy and uh-huh. blame her for all the same negative things that happened. Yeah. But I also feel like when I decided to sell the salon, I really gave, gained even clo- more closeness with Yesenia. Uh-huh. I feel like she was like, I see you. I know why you're doing this. I respect you and I want to follow you and work with you wherever you go because we vibe. Yeah. And we really just decided like, man... We've weathered this whole storm. If we at least can't say we get a good coworker out of it, then what was the point? Uh-huh. The salon did sell, and that was a complete flop. Yeah. Not even worth talking about. It was such a flop, but the main thing that came out of it is we all went our separate ways. Which is best case scenario. It is. How it happened was unfortunate. It happened, though. And at the time, I was just like, oh, this is such a weight off my shoulders. I, I should be sad, but I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I also need to say that after you sold the salon and the business went down and they all left and opened their own salon, uh, Dorothy posted on Facebook <laughs> and basically said <laughs> was always her salon and oh, will always yes. be her salon. Mm-hmm. And posted things like, I'm looking for <laughs> decorations on Facebook. And I was like, you can't use the word no. I did buy it. And the sale... It doesn't belong to you, that's for sure. (laughs) And she was like, I know, blah, 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 I would never do that. I do feel like in the end, I did stand up for her. I feel like I ended on good terms with Blanche. We both agreed we wouldn't say anything negative about each other. Yet here I am. Um, That's kind of a safety net, though. You know, like that's like this, uh, yeah, some fucked up shit went down, but don't talk negative about her, honestly. Yeah, I don't have much negative to say. I just. I know. I liked her. I just. I cared about her like family. I know. I really did. I saw her more like family than I did. As a coworker, and I think if I would have looked at her more as a coworker, we would have had a better relationship. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have allowed so many things to be going on. So Yesenia and I did make it out alive. All of us did, really. Yeah. Uh, we're happy. They're happy. Uh-huh. And we agree that we don't have a place for any, each other in our lives anymore. So Yesenia and I did make it out alive. We made it out happy, and um, we're still working together. We actually went in and decided to open up our own salon. We gutted it, decorated it, made it ours. It's only big enough for the two of us, so we never even have the opportunity to deal with the negativity. Good. Yeah, and both of us were like, we agree with this, right? Like, we're never hiring Uh anyone else. And I was like, oh, fuck no. No (laughs) way. We vibe together. We respect each other. It's not, we co-own, you know? Uh It's not even... We just work together. We pay the bills together. 
We support each other. It's, it's best case scenario. It it's is. A perfect it's situation. a real family. It's yes. a real friendship. It's how working with someone you love and care about on more than just a coworker level should be. Yes. You know, we lift each other up. We talk about each other's strengths and weaknesses. We hang out outside of work without being obsessed with each other. We, we couldn't have a better vibe. And if I had to go through all of that to get Yesenia and the salon that we have now, oh, I'd do it again. And our friendship and this podcast, like everything. I mean, us becoming so close, we spent every single day in that miserable situation together. I mean, we bonded. Oh, yes. Yeah, I wrote on here, they gave me Yesenia and really Haley too, because we (laughs) we did know each other, but you can bond over trauma. You can bond over damage. (laughs) I feel like they taught me that if I don't find my voice in this world, I'll be chewed up and spit out. Because I was chewed up and spit out. And it was... The worst experience of my life, but I'll never let it happen to me again. They gave you a warning. They didn't. <laughs> you didn't pick it up. They didn't. I didn't pick it up. Even like you, you know, in your fight with your brother today, like standing up for yourself, standing up for what you believe in, not allowing people to talk about things that make you uncomfortable. Yeah. All of that's over now. I will never sit in a room and feel uncomfortable me again. Either. I would rather say, I disagree with you. And I'm, I'm not going to lie and say I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you can believe what you want, but I just do not agree. This podcast, I feel like, is going to help us become such stronger people and more Mm -hmm. open and honest. Yes. And I want to be myself. I want, if you're listening to this and you know me, I want you to know the real me. Mm Mm-hmm. And I I wish that this podcast specifically would soften how they see young women around them and the people they surround themselves with. And I don't. I, you're right. I don't think it will. I feel no. like it would do, we're going to be the villains. We're going to be the oh, worst yeah. people ever. We may even have a Facebook post about us. And that's okay. Yeah. I'm willing to weather all of that to shed light on the mental health side that we endured. And just, we deserve to tell our story. Yeah. That's all we want to do. If you're in a bad relationship and you have to hide that relationship, for who are we protecting? Yeah. I feel like that this whole time we've been trying to protect our reputation. But I told my clients in the beginning of this, if you listen to this, you're hearing the human side of me. Uh-huh. You know, the part of me that has feelings. And whether you're a surgeon or a hairdresser, you have feelings. Mm -hmm. I am not trying to start drama. I do not want text. Do not expect this to be some back and forth conversation. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. (laughs) I'm not asking for a response. I'm not. You're welcome to give one, but I probably won't read it. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I probably won't. Because you know what? I don't have to. And that's the beauty of all this being over. Yes. This feels like closure. It feels it really does. good. It feels really good. Very therapeutic. And I'm glad we have each other to go through yes. all of it. So for a closing thought, think about how your behaviors affect the mental health of the people around you. Yeah. A lot of people have the tendency to only think about themselves. And I know that's easy, but words hurt. They do. Actions hurt. And just because something is easier for you or you know you can get away with doing something doesn't mean you should. And doesn't mean there's not consequences that other people are suffering. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.